When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to be talking to an entrepreneur about how he has set up this fabulous business, but along the way, some of the pitfalls that he has has discovered. And so please join me in welcoming Yuri Elkame to our program today. Welcome, Yuri. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Deb. Thanks for having me. Perfect. I love it. Well, you know, I always like to give the bio and then let our guests tell a little bit about themselves. So Yuri Elkame is a former pro athlete, leading health expert, New York Times bestselling author, and the founder of Healthpreneur, where he helps health entrepreneurs, coaches, and practitioners start and scale online businesses that create more income and freedom and better results for their clients. So again, Yuri, welcome. Thanks, Deb. Thank you. Well, tell us a little bit about how it is that you got to where you are today and discovered that this is your passion in life. Yeah, so I... Lost my hair when I was 17, which is why I don't have any hair, uh, to an autoimmune condition called alopecia. And before all that, I Mm -hmm. had set the goal of playing pro soccer Mm -hmm. when I was 10 years old. Mm -hmm. I loved soccer. I thought that I was good. I'm like, I want to be one of those guys. Mm -hmm. So I was very active and fit in my teenage years Mm -hmm. to make that happen, but I wasn't Mm -hmm. healthy. And I realized that when my hair fell out in the space of six weeks. Mm -hmm. So those two the passion for soccer and kind of like active living. And then this question of like, what's happening here with my hair? How do I figure what's going on and how I resolve it led me into this path of uh, initially kinesiology. I went to this Mm -hmm. university of um, university, university of Toronto to do that. (laughs) And then I went back to school (laughs) when I was finished for uh, holistic nutrition. Mm -hmm. So between those two things, that's kind of how it all started. But I played pro soccer for a number of years uh, before that. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed, although I retired early from soccer, uh, I realized that my passion really was for helping other people. Mm -hmm. 
And I really enjoyed working with people on their health and transformation goals. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I found a lot of fulfillment out of that. Mm -hmm. And I did that for seven years. Although, sorry, before all that, um, when I went to school for nutrition, mm -hmm. I started to recognize the fact that my body was just a toxic wasteland. And I wasn't mm -hmm. even aware of that for right. 24 years of my life. Mm -hmm. But I cleaned up my diet, regrew my hair, mm -hmm. uh, kept my head shaved for, you know, for a long time because that's mm -hmm. what it was. And then um, it was fast forward a couple of years later, got a shot, fell out again, long story, whatever. So that's kind and now of you what... save money on shampoo. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I actually like it to be honest. I mean, it's I can a lot go easier without having to worry. about my, my wife doesn't even want to get her hair wet in the pool. Mm -hmm. I'm like, mm -hmm. it's great. Yep. And there's worse things oh, in yes. life. Mm -hmm. So it's I think I had that perspective early mm -hmm. on, so it wasn't like the end of the world for me. As a teenager, it was probably a little rough, but when you know later on, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean. Because I my dad my dad's Moroccan, so I had bushy eyebrows and okay. a lot of hair, and then mm -hmm. there was no hair. So that mm -hmm. was an interesting contrast, I mm -hmm. think, for people to see when mm -hmm. like walking down the halls in high school. Um, but that's like the the whole that journey plus my passion for soccer mm -hmm. and fitness really got me into wanting to help other people. Mm -hmm. So I did that for about seven years, mm -hmm. one on one, 12, 14 hours a day, mm -hmm. burning myself out. And then in 2005, I'm like, I gotta, I can't do this anymore. I need to mm -hmm. to look at this thing called the internet. Mm -hmm. And that's where the whole venture into the online world started for me. But I was clueless. Uh, I didn't know anything. So mm -hmm. from 2000, early 2006 to 2009, made poverty line income because I was trying to do everything by myself. And I was selling mm -hmm. like fitness programs and nutrition programs online. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't know what to do. So mm -hmm. um, I was struggling. And then in 2010, I said, maybe you should hire a coach because you don't have all the answers. Mm -hmm. I did. Things started to take off mm -hmm. and eventually we built the business to multiple seven figures, mm -hmm. helped half a million customers around the world, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. So it, it was a really an amazing journey. Yet that business, we had created a Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. On the outside, a lot of people started coming to me for business advice because they had mm -hmm. seen the growth. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. But I also knew that I didn't want anything to do with that business anymore. Mm -hmm. So I sold it a few years ago, even though I'm still the face of the business in some way. And Healthpreneur, which is the current business I run, was started about six years ago because of all the other health professionals okay. who are reaching out for help mm -hmm. on the business and marketing front. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, there's got, there's got to be an opportunity here. There's um, these amazing health professionals, mm -hmm. all these people they could help. They just mm -hmm. don't know how to bridge the gap mm -hmm. because they drop 300 grand to go to school and they don't learn anything about business and marketing. And I'm mm -hmm. like, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. So Healthpreneur was birthed out of that. And now we help health professionals build their dreams online, their mm -hmm. businesses that help other people um, online so they can have more time and location freedom and, mm -hmm. and they don't have to burn out in the clinic all day. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do. So it's uh, it's been an amazing ride. And, you know, we've helped more than 1,200 clients, generate more than mm -hmm. $217 million in their businesses mm -hmm. and help tens of thousands of people. So it's it's been it's been great and it continues to be awesome. So I love it. I know one of your, your speaking points is that you have two McLarens, which I had to look it up. I mean, I figured it was a car, but I was yeah. like, mm, Ooh, pretty car. <laughs> They're fun. They're fun. And listen, like, I mean, I'm, I'm very open about this. I don't, I live a very simple life. Mm -hmm. I live at my house. I spend all my time in my house. I love mm -hmm. being in a nice location where I live. You have four sons. Holy cow. Four boys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Four boys. I need a little bit of space. Obviously, I wasn't traveling during lockdown, so mm -hmm. I needed some degree of freedom, mm -hmm. and that's where the McLarens came in. Um, they're not a good investment, nor is any car. <laughs> but 
play. Right. Mm-hmm. If you, I mean, if you can, why not? You know, and, and that's the thing is we all need to remember that it's okay to spoil ourselves. Totally. And for some people, that's, you know, an extra dessert. For somebody else, it's it's a trip. I mean, all these various things. But I am guessing that your sons are thinking, ooh, ooh, dad. <laughs> Initially, yes. Now they're like, uh, the novelty has worn off. Ah. But I think, I, I mean, for, I think later in life, it'll serve them in some way, shape, or form. And we're, we're, we always have, we always talk about this. I say, guys, like, listen, the cars don't mean anything. Right. None of the stuff mm-hmm. matters. It's mm-hmm. all nonsense. Right. Right? Let's just mm-hmm. be honest. But it, it's not about that. It's about setting goals in life that challenge you to mm-hmm. grow. Right. And for me, it was just the trophy. It wasn't mm-hmm. about like, I need to have this car to be happy. It's like, mm-hmm. I use that as a trophy. I said, that would be awesome to have because I really enjoy the feeling of driving. Mm-hmm. And it really forced you to think about like, what has to be true? Like, how do I grow the mm-hmm. business or myself right. to the level mm-hmm. where we can do that no problem. Mm-hmm. And for me, at least, that was a motivating piece mm-hmm. to the puzzle. For other right. people, maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. But it's something I talk with my kids about and the fact that it's like, like, don't buy a Lambo or a McLaren or anything mm-hmm. if you're leasing it, if you can't afford it. Like, mm-hmm. you should be able to buy five before you buy one. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and just being really real about them because mm-hmm. there's no point in showing off and doing all this this mm-hmm. nonsense just to look cool mm-hmm. if if you have nothing to back it up. Right. So. Yeah. You know, and, and what you mentioned in there, though, is how important it is to set those goals. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and yeah, maybe it is the goal to, to have the fancy sports car and, and all of those things. And, and I think so many business owners get so caught up in the doing of their everyday business that they forget that they have to have goals. And yes, there are business goals. You know, those those are obviously very important, too. But many businesses don't even have those. And I tell people, you know, it's kind of like you get in the car and and you turn on your GPS and you tell it, take me anywhere. You know, you have to have goals in order to to be working toward them. Otherwise, you're just kind of spinning your wheels. Yeah. And it gets to a point where I've 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 realized I've I've dealt with this as well Mm -hmm. as many other friends of mine who built very large businesses Mm -hmm. is you get to a point where you plateau and you have everything you want. Mm -hmm. And then it's like massive boredom. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a very, that's a very dangerous emotion mm-hmm. to feel on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. And I really had to do some soul searching because at a certain point, it's not, it's not about the money. It's not about any of that stuff. It's about number one, I love business. I love working. I could work mm-hmm. all day long, even mm-hmm. though I don't have to, because I really enjoy mm-hmm. creation and right. serving my clients and, mm-hmm. and the game of, of, you know, the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm also I'm 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 also a very competitive person mm-hmm. and I like challenges. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I like this car. Let's put that up there as something I'm gonna work towards. Right. Because at the time there was a little bit of a flat line energy-wise for me in mm-hmm. terms of growth within mm-hmm. the business itself. And I'm like, right. maybe this will give me the juice to keep going mm-hmm. temporarily. Mm-hmm. And and I noticed that it did. And for mm-hmm. some people, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, reconnecting with your why. Mm-hmm. Like my why is really helping other people. Like I really, truly, genuinely love doing that. Mm-hmm. And I also realized that that is not viscerally what excites me all the time. Mm-hmm. If I'm just being very honest. Right. Mm-hmm. Temporarily, I'm going to get excited by having a cool car, mm-hmm. but I know that's fleeting. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, let's just ride that for a second. Mm-hmm. But in order to get there... I have to serve and help many more people mm-hmm. to make that a reality. Mm-hmm. 
So although that's not the, the real thing that matters, it's kind of the temporary thing to pull me along mm -hmm. so that I can serve more people in the process and ultimately get me closer to the bigger reason why I'm, mm -hmm. I'm doing all this stuff, which is to help more people improve right. their lives, improve mm -hmm. their businesses. And this is just kind of like a little side rocket fuel to keep me going. So, mm -hmm. right. You know, I, I always kind of laugh when people, you know, you, we always have that saying, you know, if, if you're doing something you love, it's not really work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, because especially if you're the business owner, there's parts of what you do that you probably don't love mm -hmm. because, you know, invoicing, hiring, firing, sales, I mean, any of those things. And so, but the, the, the cool thing is to have a system, you know, people under you, all of those things so that then you can focus on what you do love and, you know, be able to, to, you know, to go on. And, and so I love that you've started this business for these incredibly busy, incredibly important people. Um, you know, anyone who is providing health and fitness, I think is, is, is very important. And they really do need to be focusing on what they do. Mm -hmm. Some of them are probably going to love the tinkering of the websites, you know, and all of those various things, just because, you know, that's, that's kind of fun, but they need to be able to focus on what it is that they do. And so it's great that you have this, this service for them to kind of say, you know what, we know how important it is to do what you're going to do. How can we help? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, with that said, a lot of health professionals, I think, almost don't want to do any of the important mm -hmm. stuff in their business outside of client care. Mm -hmm. And I do think that's a bit of a detriment because mm -hmm. the reality is you could be the best health professional in the world, but if right. no one knows you exist, right. mm -hmm. you're limited in terms mm -hmm. of what you can do. So a big piece for us is never forgetting that the thing you're delivering, whether it's a product or service, has to be world-class. Mm -hmm. Like that you you can't, like if you improve your marketing with a crappy product, you just mm -hmm. let more people know you've got a crappy product mm -hmm. or a crappy service. So the, like one of the most important things for us when we're looking at bringing on new clients is, do you have expertise whereby you know with a thousand percent certainty if someone has this issue, you can help them? Mm -hmm. Because if that's a no, we're never working with you mm -hmm. because our whole goal is to amplify you to the world or right. to whatever segment of the world. And you if can, you're amplifying you're, average. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. Like that's, and most people come in with that. They're like, yeah, mm -hmm. like I've been doing this for a long time and I know I can help them. I'm like, cool. Second piece is you have to learn the marketing because mm -hmm. the marketing is the engine of your business. Mm -hmm. But the thing I think a lot of, at least health professionals struggle with is they think that marketing is sales mm -hmm. and it is and it isn't so marketing right. is sales at scale mm -hmm. but the thing is the better you market the less you have to sell mm -hmm. and for me marketing is simply amplification of your message mm -hmm. so if you enjoy teaching and spreading your message that's marketing the mm -hmm. more you do that and the more people see that the less you have to feel salesy because more mm -hmm. people just want to work with you so when we start to really think about that it's like well actually that makes more sense and understanding that if you don't market, then you're always going to be at the mercy of hope and pray. Maybe mm -hmm. some people will come into my clinic or work with me, mm -hmm. or you outsource to an agency who's going to do a crappy job in a lot of in a lot of cases mm -hmm. because they don't care about your business as much right. as you do. So I'm a big believer that the business owner needs to have a very dangerous level of expertise mm -hmm. in the big areas of the business, mm -hmm. marketing, sales, delivery. Right. Doesn't mean that you have to do all of those forever. Mm -hmm but you have to understand what's happening because mm -hmm. if you're always at the mercy of someone else mm -hmm. who may not be as good, 
you won't even know how to correct right. it or have the conversation yeah. about how to improve it. And that's where we see people get into trouble when yeah. they say, oh, golly, I had no idea that our books were like this, you know, that our finances were like this, um, you know, because they'd never looked and because they were focusing on whatever. And of course, we see that a lot, obviously, with with elite athletes, with, um, you know, actors, people like that who are focused on what they're doing and they kind of forget that there's those other things. Um, yeah. I remember years ago when I was in college, one of the classes, I was in a cohort program. So we did not pick our classes. We were told you will take this, this, and this. It's actually kind of interesting. Um, and so one of them was video production. Now this is long enough ago that it was the studio with 900 lights, buttons, knobs, you know, all of these things on these big boards. And now, you know, stuff is run off of your phone. Yeah. But, you know, I, I was talking to the professor and I said, I got to tell you, I have no desire to learn any of this. I said, you know, it's just not, not interesting to me. And wise man that he was, he looked at me and he said, will you ever hire someone to produce videos for you? Well, this is a marketing communications program. So the chances of that were really pretty good, right? Yeah. And so I said, well, yes. And he said, how will you know if they're doing it right or wrong if you know nothing about the process? That's mm -hmm. true. And, you know, and, and it really did make a big difference. You know, it, it was like, okay, I need to to know, okay, if if they say, even if it was just knowing some of the terminology and, and things like that, it was very important to have that knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, like you don't have to be an accountant to understand the numbers of your business. Right. Mm -hmm. But you can't use that as an excuse not to know the numbers mm -hmm. of your business. Yeah. Because you will not be in business very long. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. You know, and 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 again, you don't have to be the expert, you know, and and but and and the important thing is to hire those experts to do that. I tell people, you know, all the time, I don't need to know how to do open heart surgery. I can hire somebody else to do it. Um, might I try to change my oil after watching YouTube? Mm. <laughs> and then I, I would still yell. don't know how to do that. I know, you know, that's that's why those people are there because yeah. they they know what they're doing, especially as complicated as cars are now, right? But um, yeah, it is. It, you need to know at least some of the basics with you know, and 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 you know, even if it's just who to hire to, to do that, you know, because it gets rather complicated on some of these things. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, and, and it's interesting. One of the things that I love about what you do is that, you know, who your niche is, you know, and it's really pretty small, right? You know, it's the, and, and, and I talk with business owners all the time and I say, who's your target audience? And they look at me and they smile sweetly and they say, everyone. <laughs> which of course means they don't serve anyone. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, you had a personal reason for working with, with the, the niche that you are, but what advice do you give people to, to, for them to figure out who they should be working with? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll just say it like this. It's the most important decision you make in your business. Mm -hmm. So if you get it wrong, your business is screwed. Right. Like, like everything in your business flows from who you choose to serve, mm -hmm. like your messaging, your product or service, mm -hmm. it all flows from that. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's two ways that we look at it. One way is we look at what's the problem and then who's the, who's the person with that problem that you want to work with. Mm -hmm. So the problem again, in the context, uh, this doesn't matter if it's a product or service, the, the degree to which the problem is severe and persistent, mm -hmm. i.e., 
uh, a bleeding neck problem, something mm-hmm. someone needs to solve like right away, that is tough to solve mm-hmm. with other solutions or on their own, is going to command a premium price versus something that is like a nice to have that is mm-hmm. once in a while, no big deal. Mm-hmm. So when you're putting something out to the market, so we work in the, we work in the world of higher priced services, mm-hmm. coaching. Right. And the reason for that is because when people pay, they pay attention. And as much mm-hmm. as we'd love to offer free for everyone when it comes to health, that just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So um, when we're talking with our clients about, okay, like, well, what is it? What problem are you solving? And, and I had a conversation with a client last week and he's like post nasal drip. <laughs> that's pretty specific. It's, spe- it's specific. And all right, well, that's specific. That's a great target market. Mm-hmm. Is it? Because I asked him, like, how many paying clients do you have with post-nasal drip? Mm-hmm. And he was like, none. I'm like, can I offer some advice on why that might be? No one cares about paying money to solve post-nasal drip mm-hmm. because it's not severe enough. Right. And it's not that persistent where it's like dripping like a waterfall. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, I could just blow my nose. No big deal. They don't Mm -hmm. think it's that bad versus some of our clients who deal with people who have migraines every other day Mm -hmm. and cannot function. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You cannot function. You Mm -hmm. cannot get out of bed. Mm -hmm. And markets like that are very, very good problems to go after because people are willing to do something to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. I.e. I need to change now. I need to fix this. This Mm -hmm. is unbearable. So you have to identify a problem that people are willing to not just pay for, but motivated to change mm-hmm. because they can't deal with that anymore. And that's the first the first piece of this. And then mm-hmm. the second piece is, okay, well, a lot of people could have that problem. Who would you like to work with? Like, who do you have the best track record with? Who mm-hmm. brings you the most joy if you want to work with them? Who is most likely to succeed if mm-hmm. you were to work with them? So these are questions that get into a bit more of the psychographic of the mm-hmm. person. So it could be new moms. It could be former high-level athletes. Mm-hmm. It could be C-level executives, like whatever it is. But it needs to be somewhat, I not in all cases, but the more narrow you define that who, mm-hmm. the more they feel your solution is for them, even right. if your solution is generic like weight loss. Because mm-hmm. if you say I help women lose weight, so does everyone else. Right. If and and do, that's... And and your market is 50% of the world. <laughs> exactly. But if you say I help um, moms who have two kids between the ages of zero and five, which might be a little, you know, it's a bit of a tight whatever. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, they feel like you're their expert for right. them because mm-hmm. everyone else is just saying weight loss mm-hmm. for women. You're saying weight loss for you specifically. Mm-hmm. So the messaging flows from that decision mm-hmm. and it all becomes more powerful because now when people see your, your, your the words or the videos or the stuff you put out there, mm-hmm. they think to themselves, this person's for me because mm-hmm. they understand what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And we all want to work with the specialist, not right. the generalist. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I've given this example several times on the program where I was at a networking event and, you know, you go around and you do your 30 second spiel and this woman sold um, skincare products. Mm-hmm. who's your perfect audience? And she, of course, says everyone because everyone has skin. <laughs> I mean, you know, that was kind of that. And we all drew total blanks on who to refer to, yeah. to her. I mean, you know, we couldn't think of anybody with skin. Um, but so I kind of talked to her a little bit and I said, you've got a niche. I said, and she said, but I'm, I'm leaving people out. And I said, that's all right. 
you know, if they still fit, they'll buy from you. And I said, but you know, you, you need to, to focus down onto this. And so the next time she comes to the, the meeting, she says, I sell skincare products for teenage boys with acne. That's much better. Every one of us knew a teenage boy with acne. And so then we could refer to her. Now, teenage girls could also use the product, adults. I mean, all these various things. But yeah, when when she told us who she was looking for, we could help her find those people. And that's the key is like you could now place someone in your mind who Mm -hmm. that would be a good fit for versus everyone. It's so broad. Mm -hmm. It's overwhelming. And it's so funny you mentioned that like I'm going to alienate people Mm -hmm. if I don't if I don't help everyone, it's like, well, you weren't going to help 7 billion people anyways. Right. Yeah. (laughs) All of a sudden you're the master of scale. Like Mm -hmm. you haven't even made your first sale. Let's focus Mm -hmm. on like, Mm -hmm. get the basics dialed in. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, I can't think of a single company that really does market to everyone. Um, You know, some obviously have much bigger markets, but you know, companies like Walmart, you know, there's there's a very specific group that they're marketing to. Starbucks. I mean, my husband has to basically be about to die before he will go into Starbucks. He just he just likes coffee. He doesn't like yeah. fancy coffee. He doesn't like any of that. So, you know, Starbucks is not for him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there I really can't think of any companies that market to everyone. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is what people don't understand is that like, so in Canada, we have Tim Hortons and Starbucks. So Tim mm-hmm. Hortons is like Dunkin' Donuts, if you will, of Canada. Right. That's a very different person than the person who goes mm-hmm. to Starbucks. Right. And it's not that Starbucks has to say, you're this type of person. They do so based on the environment they mm-hmm. create in their right. stores, through their branding, mm-hmm. through their, their packaging. Mm-hmm. And some people don't resonate with that because mm-hmm. it's too posh or not posh enough mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. And there are other people like Tim Hortons when... It's it's like if you were to see this, and I, I don't want to generalize, but it's 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 very true. You go to Tim Hortons and you'll see ten Harley Davidson bikes parked out front. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love you'll it. You'll never see that at Starbucks, right? Mm-hmm. But what you'll see at Starbucks is uh, twenty guys who went for a bike ride on their eight thousand dollar bicycles mm-hmm. on a Sunday morning, yes, having a Starbucks together afterwards. Mm-hmm. They're on two wheels, but it's a very different two yeah. wheels. <laughs> exactly, and. We we all associate with certain brands. Sometimes we're not even aware of it, but at some level, it's like I identify with this brand mm-hmm. for some reason. And yeah, I mean, like to think that we're going to help everyone is yeah, it's just right. it's not it's not going to happen. Yeah, you know, and and by niching down, you're actually able in many cases to raise your price. 100%. Starbucks, another great example. You know, they're selling the frou frou drinks, which. Yeah. You can get the same frou-frou drink pretty much anywhere. I mean, they call it different things, and you know, but yeah. they make it seem fancy because it's vente, uh, right. right? But milkshake. Yeah, yeah. You know, they they are able though to charge more because of that a whole cachet part. Yeah, we have a lot of clients that come to us, and they'll tell us what really drew me to you guys: the fact that you only work with health professionals. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you well, get I mean, us. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. And the reason we do is because I want to. It's not. It's not a. It's not a manipulative play. But the very fact that they say that is part of their decision making criteria because they feel like they are going to be understood because right. they get me right, mm-hmm. as opposed to just a general type of business coaching type of mm-hmm. approach. So right. 
Yeah. Yeah, and and especially because depending on on the the healthcare provider, the location, all of those things, there's guidelines and laws that they have to follow. You know, HIPAA is is obviously a very big thing. And and so, you know, knowing those ins and outs, it's just like, you know, someone who works with financial planners. Yeah. They are you know very specific as to what they can and cannot do. And so if you say, "Hey, you know, I design websites or I design websites for executive level financial planners. Mm -hmm. Big difference. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And like uh, to that point with our clients, like we, we do a lot of Facebook advertising uh, for ourselves as well as Mm -hmm. our clients and a a big challenge on Facebook as well as any advertising platform for that matter is compliance. Mm -hmm. If you say the wrong things, Mm -hmm. you're not only getting your ad shut down, you're getting your account shut down. Mm -hmm. And we know the nuances, right? Mm -hmm. We've been doing this for so long that we know exactly when something's not compliant, when it is. And we can provide guidance to our clients on what to say, what not to say. Mm-hmm. And right away, that becomes a great selling feature because most other mm-hmm. businesses are not aware of that stuff. Right. So again, it goes back to when you know your target market, you can address them. Uh, you can address their needs more mm-hmm. appropriately and they feel more understood. Mm-hmm. If they feel more understood by you, they're more likely going to pay mm-hmm. attention to you. Right. Yeah, and sometimes it's just, it's a very simple word, you know, it's simple change. I, I worked for a very large financial services company. and a something and the something are two very different things. Totally. Um, yeah. You know, and and so that was always one of the things because I was in the communications department. You know, our salespeople wanted us to be broad and general. And of course, I couldn't put anything out without legal sign off. Um, and, you know, and, and I would say, you know, we can say we were, we are a provider or the provider. Of course, we mm-hmm. couldn't say the provider because that's too specific. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, it's in many cases you can, you know, because there's not federal regulations and and things like that, but you still want to watch it because you still have to be able to provide that. You know, if somebody tells me they are the best barbecue restaurant in town, they'd better be pretty darn good. Yeah. And that, and that raises a good point, which is skepticism and believability, Mm -hmm. which is, I think in marketing, the number one thing is is believability. So if Mm -hmm. you say, I always laugh when. Uh, I see people's like bios and like mm-hmm. America's number one personal trainer. I'm like, really? Because I saw three <laughs> other people with the same. Yeah. Thing. Just today. I've <laughs> says who, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever you make claims, just be sure you're, you're ready to back this stuff up because mm-hmm. believability in very competitive marketplaces, com- competitive marketplaces, like mm-hmm. we all operate in right. is at an all time high, just based on the fact that people have been around long enough to see mm-hmm. every marketing message out there. Mm-hmm. So when we say like the best, the number one, the only, mm-hmm. well, so you better have some proof to back mm-hmm. that up. Right. Um, in some way, shape, or form, you have to be differentiated. Mm-hmm. But believability is a very important piece of mm-hmm. marketing for sure. Right. You know, and I always say the same thing too with the celebrity spokespeople. Yeah. Um, you know, and and because it's uh, you know, I, I I always laugh. I'm like, you know, I'm pretty sure Matthew McConaughey doesn't drive a Lincoln. Now, maybe he does. I mean, you know, it just doesn't seem like he would. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, when we, you know, from a marketing perspective, when we look back, if, you know, if you really look at the celebrity people, I think Michael Jordan really was one of the first really big people that they put out there. I mean, you know, you always had, you know, I mean, even if it's just, you know, the person on the corner that you really like, they can be considered the celebrity spokesperson. But yeah, the influencers are, you know, again, you're thinking, why should, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that person is never going to do this. So why then would I trust them? 
Yeah. Um, you know, and, and my favorite one right now is, is one of the Kardashians that's advertising or she's the this, this spokesperson for migraine medicine. I don't doubt that she has migraines. I mean, I just, you know, she, she may, she may not. That doesn't really matter. But my first thought was, really, that's who you picked? Yeah. <laughs> and at some level, we all know there's a certain level of like, we all know the game. How much mm -hmm. do they pay you for this? Mm -hmm. And like all of that stuff, I think if you can just talk about the elephant in the room, mm -hmm. uh, if I were Kim Kardashian, I would straight up come out and say, yeah, these guys are paying me $17 million yeah. or whatever the number is to, to endorse this. Yep. With that said, mm -hmm. I also have migraines every other day. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden it's like, huh, that's good right. to know. Yeah. As opposed to, all right, whatever. It's like, mm -hmm. So I, I just think honesty in marketing and mm -hmm. in, especially nowadays compared to 50 years ago is more important than ever. Um, you know, when we're, when we're speaking with prospective clients, we tell them straight up, like, I just want to let you know that this is going to be the hardest thing you ever do. Mm -hmm. So can you, are you okay with that? And you, can mm -hmm. you tell me why you have what it takes to win? Mm -hmm. Because the last thing I want to do, the only, like, all I'm here to do is help you make the best decision for you. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure you're fully aware of this like we good because mm -hmm. the last thing you want to have happen is for people to come in with expectations up here. Mm -hmm. This is going to be easy. I'm getting results tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then reality kicks in down here. Right. And that's when people are really pissed. Mm -hmm. So you're better off just being brutally honest mm -hmm. with people. It's I think, especially in a service-based business where your energy and time is going into it, mm -hmm. where you almost have to play uh, the ex exclusivity card mm -hmm. to say, this might not be right for you. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, you tell me. Mm -hmm. And people, I think people appreciate that because the reality is, you know, if you're selling a little widget, cool, no big deal. Mm -hmm. If you're selling something that's more expensive and requires your time, your resources, mm -hmm. your bandwidth, you want to make sure you're working with mm -hmm. the right people, that they're showing up and doing the work. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't do their sit-ups for them. You can't right. eat for them. Mm -hmm. So they have to be, you know, it's like a marriage. Like mm -hmm. they have to be fully committed just mm -hmm. like you are. Right. You know, because if something goes wrong, then we all go tappity 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 on our keyboards, right? You know, we're we're posting bad Yelp reviews, we're telling everybody on social media, and and you know, and, and never does it get in there. Well, you know, did you follow their instructions? Oh no, no, <laughs> you know, it was no. just they told me I would get X. You know, yeah. I would lose fifty pounds in two weeks, <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, and you know, and 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 I think that is one of the tricky things now is because of social media. It gets a little bit scary to be doing some of these things. Um, and I know, especially from a medical perspective, that is, you know, it, because, it, it, you know, back to HIPAA again, you know, you could say, you know, I, they had said this would happen and they can't legally respond, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and so that's where it's, you know, it's just a little bit trickier. And so again, somebody wants to work with you because they know you understand that. Yeah, we all we all want to feel special. That's what it comes down to, right? You know, and if you speak if you speak someone's language, they'll feel more special than if you're trying to speak to everyone. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, one of the things I always ask my guests for for things that they would like to discuss, and and I love this, and so I need you to tell me more about it. The death of the hustle and grind culture. Yeah. So there's there's really two ways of growing a business doesn't matter if it's online or, or brick and mortar. You have the free guerrilla marketing type of stuff where you're mm -hmm. posting on social media, creating content, the content marketing side of things. 
And I built my first business like that. It took me seven years to make my first million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, we built our blog to 1.4 million visitors per month. Mm. Took 10 years to do that. Mm-hmm. Built us, you know, 296,000 subscribers on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Took 10 years to do that. Mm-hmm. That stuff 100% works, but it's slow as molasses. Right. And, and many requires, people give up. Yeah. Like you, again, it's just being realistic. Like, cool. Like you can do that. It's mm-hmm. free. Not really, but it's, you think it's free mm-hmm. and it's going to take you a tremendous amount of time mm-hmm. or you have paid traffic, which is I'm going to run ads to an offer. Mm-hmm. And that is the fastest way to grow and grow big mm-hmm. because the challenge on social media, even on Google is no one sees your stuff. Mm-hmm. Unless you have a big following that's massively mm-hmm. engaged or your content is just next level, mm-hmm. no one is seeing anything you post. Mm-hmm. So what that requires, going back to the organic side, is you have to spend more money on caliber of production, not necessarily like video setup, mm-hmm. but really thinking about like the the storyboarding right. and the camera, mm-hmm. like all the nonsense that you can't just shoot straight to camera as simply as maybe you could before. Mm-hmm. It really needs to be well thought out. So it mm-hmm. takes time, possibly money and videographers mm-hmm. and graphics. And then on the paid side, the risk is, well, if you don't know how to pay for traffic, mm-hmm. if you don't know how to pay for clients, i.e. spend a hundred dollars on mm-hmm. Facebook to make 500 in return, mm-hmm. uh, then don't do that. Like, right. cause you'll lose your, you'll lose your mm-hmm. shirt very quickly. Mm-hmm. I get the coaching or the mentorship that will help you do that because you will like, I'd say 80% of our clients come to us with no social following, not even a website, but Mm -hmm. they're very good at what they do. So they have a Mm -hmm. clinic or they've done some stuff online, but they have like a hundred followers on Instagram. I'm really great. Who cares? Because none of that stuff matters. We're going to run ads and you know, hundreds of thousands of people or millions of people who Mm -hmm. never knew you existed anyways are going to see your stuff. Mm-hmm. And if they feel understood by you, they'll take the next step. Mm-hmm. So those are the two ways of building a business. So when we talk about the grind and hustle culture, I think there's just like this massive badge of honor for working 28 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And I think it's ridiculous because there are smarter ways of building a business and there are less smart ways. Mm-hmm. It's not that one is good, one is bad. It's just one is more effective, one is faster, one is simpler than the other. Right. Just like there are many paths up a mountain. Mm-hmm. One safest, one is fastest, one mm-hmm. is whatever. Mm-hmm. As long as you're aware of the choices and you make the right decision for yourself, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. But if you are going to grind, my advice would be grind building systems and assets that will work for you forever, mm-hmm. as opposed to creating something that disappears in 24 hours. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and social has has obviously changed how we market. Um, but you know, we've always had advertising. We've always had, you know, you, you had to, to target. I get a kick out of you know, when I'm watching TV and a commercial will come on and I'm thinking either I'm not the right target market for the program or I'm not the right target market for the commercial. Somebody in there, there was a, a mismatch, yeah. um, you know, and, and because we want to spend our money in the best way possible. And thinking again about, you know, how many people are you wanting to serve? Um, I was working with clients one time. Hair salon, great place. Oh my God, they had you know such such fun, but they were in a fairly small area, but in a big metro area. I mean, you know, it was and um, so they they knew that their audience really was pretty close. People weren't going to drive you know twenty thirty miles to get their hair cut, but we came up with this great marketing campaign, 
And they wanted it to go to the world. And I mean, it really was a fun campaign. I won awards on it, all sorts of stuff. And I said, no, guys, mm -mm. because, you know, because it was, you know, there, part of it was there was an offer, you know, and, and call, you know, make an appointment by X date or whatever. And I said, can you fulfill your, or what, what can you fulfill? If a hundred people call, can you get a hundred appointments scheduled? If 10 people call, you know, all of those things. And that had never occurred to them. I mean, they were just, we want as many people to see this as possible. Yeah. And then I, you know, and, and I told them, okay, so you can do 10, but if you have a hundred and you have to turn 90 away, you just made 90 enemies. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so that's again, where it's important to know your niche, know how to reach them. You know, if you're, if your clients or potential clients are not on Facebook, don't waste your money there. Um, you know, it's just, and, and the, the bad part about some agencies, or if you don't know, you're just like, okay, I'm going to spend my money. Um, you know, and, and those places will take your money. <laughs> you know, they're not going to, but it, it's the same thing. They, they, uh, you know, Facebook wants you to continue advertising. So they're going to work with you. Same thing with LinkedIn, with, with all of those platforms, or if you're working with major media, I mean, you know, they mm -hmm. really do want you to keep coming back. So, you know, they're, they're going to work with you, but it's, you know, it's, it's like we're saying, you know, you, you need to know enough about it to know if it's, you know, left, right, up, down, sideways, and then maybe trust that the experts are going to help you with it. Yeah. hundred percent. So, you know, it's, it's interesting because I think what we have seen happen with so many businesses is, and it doesn't matter if they're, you know, what, what size they are, they start taking on a life of themselves and they're so complex and so, you know, so many things going on. And one of the things you talk to people about is, you know, we need to simplify. So tell us a little bit more about that. I, I think most people don't even understand their business model to, in the first place. Mm -hmm. So they can't articulate how they generate leads, how they convert them into customers or clients and how they deliver on the back end. Mm -hmm. You should be able to like draw that out on a napkin or on a one pager, because if you can't articulate that, then you don't have a simple business, mm -hmm. right? My, my previous business was very complex. Like mm -hmm. if you ask me what my business model was, it was, well, we do a bunch of this stuff and 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 we've got hundreds of things on the back end. Lots of this stuffs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it was, it was a nightmare. I'm mm -hmm. like, it was just complexity on top of complexity. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wanted to get out of it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So I, I think the thing to recognize is like complexity fails and simplicity scales. You can't, mm -hmm. I had a conversation this morning with a client who had just started working with us and she was asking, I have two potential markets I can go after. I said, mm -hmm. cool, let's help you make a decision in two minutes. Said, she's like, I can go to cust I can go to the consumer with this thing that's proven, mm -hmm. or I can talk to other health. I can, I can go to health pros mm -hmm. with, this thing that we've done with the consumers and show health pros how to do with their clients. I mm -hmm. was like, cool. I said, how many paying clients have you had on that one? And she's mm -hmm. like, two. I'm like, did they know you? She's like, yes. I'm like, kill that. It's an unproven concept. Mm -hmm. This one, you've had 10 years experience, hundreds of clients, lots mm -hmm. of social proof. So with respect to simplifying, I told her, I'm like, if you choose both, you mm -hmm. double the complexity in your business. Right. It's Especially because they're different markets. I mean, they're very different. Fundamentally different. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you have two different corporations almost. Mm -hmm. Different messaging, different frustrations and pain points. And it's like what people don't recognize is it's 
twice the amount of everything. It's mm -hmm. twice the amount of emails, twice the amount of ads, twice the amount mm -hmm. of social posts, different accounts, mm -hmm. because it's fundamentally different people. Mm -hmm. And that's just one example of how we overcomplicate our lives. And I'm like, I tell my clients, don't do anything. You focus mm -hmm. on one offer. So one core coaching program to one audience, mm -hmm. you master one channel, one traffic mm -hmm. source until you make a million dollars. Don't do anything else until you do that. Mm -hmm. And then talk to me. Mm -hmm. And then when you make a million dollars, I'll still tell you to still stay focused on that because mm -hmm. the market is still massive. Right. And I think it's one of the biggest mistakes for me. It's like how I, how, like it's the tell for me for mm -hmm. newbie entrepreneurs is if I go to their website and they have like 10 different offers, like mm -hmm. 10 different courses and three mm -hmm. coaching programs. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, good luck with that. Like, there's no way. Uh, well, and you can be successful in little bits and pieces. Yeah. It's like they're scratching the surface mm -hmm. across 10 things mm -hmm. instead of drilling for oil in one spot. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's, you know, right. I don't know. It's just, well, and then listen to no fault of their own. They're just doing what they right. know how to do, mm -hmm. but hopefully stuff like this, mm -hmm. you know, helps them see otherwise. Right. You know, and, and of course, so many people go after the flavor of the month okay. <laughs> you know? and you know, whether it's a product service, whatever, it's like, Ooh, this is popular. So we're going to do this. Um, you know, I have clients who have said we absolutely positively have to advertise on TikTok. I don't have a TikTok account. I obviously know what it is. But, you know, and, and I said, why? Well, because it's big. Okay. What's the demographic of who uses it? Mm -hmm. Well, they didn't know because they just knew it was big. Yeah. And so when I told them, okay, here's the average user age, they went, oh. I said, half the age of the people you're trying to reach, right? And they went, yeah. I said, so why would you waste your money going on TikTok? And, and more importantly, I'm kind of like you. I tell them, I won't do it. You know, if you, if you want to do that, that's great. But you're going to do it without me. Um, yeah. Because they would be unhappy. They'd take it out on me. And it's just better to not do that to start with. Yeah. And most people just jump on the next thing. Mm -hmm. So there's like the fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. So they just jump on it without any context and... You know, it's if you focus on one thing and do it extremely well, mm -hmm. you could do direct mail, you mm -hmm. could do newspaper ads, you could do right. the most archaic mm -hmm. things. If you do it really well, you mm -hmm. will still do infinitely better than most people just jumping from one thing to the next. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I always one of the, the biggest target marketing campaigns that I always like showing as an example are the billboards for bail bondsmen right outside jails. Right. <laughs> they can see that and they probably get their one phone call, you know, yeah. so they are they're not able. And and so they can see, oh, there's, you know, Billy Bob's bail bonds right there. And Billy Bob doesn't need to do anything besides have that one billboard. <laughs> Let's think about it every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, well, oh, my gosh, Yuri, we are almost at the top of the hour. Um, and this has been so much fun. I would love to, to chat further with you on this because we just scratched the surface on, on so many of these topics, but we have been talking about what, what you can do, but we want people to really know how they can reach you. So tell us a little bit more about where to find you and what are the specific services that you provide? Yeah. So it's really simple. If you're a health professional who wants to grow your coaching business online, if you want a more predictable way of getting clients and, delivering better results to them on the back end without trading your time for money. That's, that's who we work with. Um, 
Yeah, probably the best place to connect with me would be on Instagram. That's probably where I'm most active. Uh, I'm at healthpreneur. And honestly, if you just want to watch all my contents, just watch it on YouTube, just to get a sense of like, this is kind of what he's talking about. Um, so I'm at healthpreneur on YouTube. If you like that stuff, then you can find our links to other stuff. Mm -hmm. But those are probably the two best places. Right. You know, and what I love about your content is if somebody's not sure if they're, you know, thinking, I mean, you've got great resources in your content. You. Um, and so, and, and even if you're not in the health industry, I was looking at some of, of your videos and I thought, yeah, this, these pertain to everybody. Um, it's, you know, and, and yeah, so they I mean, were great. True. Truth is truth, right? Mm -hmm. It just, you know, whatever market you're in, there's, there's certain principles that are true all the time. Mm -hmm. I just share whatever I can lessons learned, you know, common questions that come up. So yeah, if it serves you and you're a hairstylist, that's great. Perfect. I love it. Well, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave us with? Um, I would say like, there's so many things, but I think just being an entrepreneur is one of the most rewarding journeys you can ever be on. It's a million percent worth the ups, the up and down roller coaster and be okay with just getting knocked down way more uh, than you're going to win. And if you're okay with that, the wins will make up for all the knockdowns. Uh, but it's like anything great, raising kids or anything else, it takes time, it takes persistence. And I think that the, the name of the game in business is just staying in business for as long as possible. Because if you can stay in business for as long as possible, that means you're doing something right. And if you're doing something right, you'll stay in business for as long as possible. So just never give up. I love it. Such great final words. I can't wait to chat with you again. But until then, I'm Deb Creer. I've been talking with Yuri Elkame. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.